Hello and welcome to Six Figure Souls, doing good and making money. This is a very special season seven, highlighting my co-authors of our new collaborative book series, The Ultimate Guide to Becoming a Successful Soul Professional, 25 Powerful Strategies for Soul-Aligned Entrepreneurs. I am your host, Camille Miller, lead author for the book and pioneer of the soul professional movement. Today, we have one of the co-authors with us, Megan Reed. She is Chief Consciousness Officer of Soulfully, a Reiki master, transformative life coach, meditation, and mindful facilitator. Welcome, Megan. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me. Megan, I always love to start off um, for our listeners to know a little bit more about you and, and your work and what you're doing now, and then we'll follow up about your journey to get there. So you okay. want to tell our listeners a little bit about you and what you're doing today? Sounds good. Um, I live right, right outside of Raleigh, North Carolina. I've got a toddler and a husband at home. Um, and then as far as work goes, I have a, a corporate job that I'm focused on sales and supporting well-being and performance for large organizations. Um, and then I also have my own business, Soulfully, as you mentioned, that's really focused on helping people elevate their consciousness, um, increase their vibration so that they can essentially live their lives with more joy and grace and ease, accomplish where they're trying to go with greater efficiency and just have fun doing it. Awesome. So tell me a little bit, or, and our listeners, a little bit about your background, because I know, I know that you have a heavy sales background, right? But you also have soulfully. So um, I kind of want to hear a little bit about your background that made you launch soulfully. Like, how did you come to that aha moment? Because I think we all have that, that made you do this. And I think your story is so unique because it's still a side hustle. Right. You, you have a full time job and there's probably a lot of people listening to us right now that are in that same space. They're holding a good full time job that they enjoy. It's paying their bills, but they have this little pull to do this other thing, maybe a little bit more than a hobby. So yep. can you talk to that? Absolutely. Um, well, I've always been highly intuitive. I've always mm -hmm. had a, a kind of a preference towards alternative medicine and complementary healing firmly believe there's a time and a place for Western medicine. Um, but whenever I can, we'll lean on alternative methods and, and, and complementary methods as much as I can. Um, actually experienced an injury in college. I was, I was a collegiate athlete. Um, I tore my inner meniscus, which you, if you've ever had a knee injury, it, it's, yeah, it's a big painful. one. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I had for, for the last couple of decades, just been like really focused on how the power of your mind and your focus and your energy. Um, and they, I remember the doctor telling me, you're probably going to have surgery here and then you're going to need physical therapy. And I'm wow. just thinking like, Oh, I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> um, so I, for, for two weeks, I left that MRI and, and went back to my dorm and just sent healing energy. I didn't even know what I was doing. I was like sending positive energy into my knee and like, visualizing it feeling really good and repaired and um, even visualizing with all of my senses going back to the doctor and them being like, you don't have to have surgery. You're, yeah. you're totally repaired. Um, and I ended up avoiding surgery and avoiding physical therapy and healing my knee. Um, and that was kind of like a pivotal moment of, of me recognizing the power of your mind and your energy yeah. Um, 
I started to leverage all kinds of different alternative methods when I got out of college and into my career, um, just to feel my personal success and to support my own well-being. I, mm -hmm. I learned Reiki in the very beginning there, um, which is an old, an ancient Japanese healing technique. It's non-invasive. It just restores harmony on every single level, mind, body, spirit, life, and increases flow in your life. And, and who doesn't need that? Yeah, um, absolutely. So started there. And then that was kind of um, like my, my gateway drug to alternative healing because it led me into crystal healing and sound healing and meditation and mindfulness, um, leveraged it my, myself to fuel my sales career, hit my quotas. Um, and then I started to see a lot of people coming to me saying, what are you doing? How are you doing it? Uh, finding these easier methods versus just burning myself out like everybody yeah. else and decided to launch soulfully and, and support others since they were already organically coming to me for this type of support. Um, and I find there's, there's a lot of people in the corporate world who are starving for more spirituality. They yeah, want to bring these things yeah. into their lives. Um, just like me, I, I love my corporate role, but I like to leverage my alternative healing um, practices and methods. So I'm just supporting a bunch of people like me. So in Soulfully, can we, I want to dig a little into Soulfully because I'm so intrigued by it. Um, are you teaching people the sales piece too? Because it's really about being comfortable with who and what they're doing. Is it, is that correct? I've, so that is part of what I can do. Okay. Yes. Um, so I have people that are not in sales that come to me that are okay. just overall looking to support their well-being, okay. um, accomplish their goals with greater ease and efficiency. And so we'll typically pair energy work through Reiki um, and coaching. So actually enabling them with the right tools and re research and information that they need um, to change how they're going about things and, and, you know, not have to do everything so manually and suffer their way through to success. Yeah. But when it comes to sales, I, I do tend to attract a lot of sales professionals. That makes sense. Background. Yeah. Makes um, sense. And they really come to me for both of those things. They'll come to me one to, to address the root issue. Is there a block in my energy that's preventing me from getting to where I need to go or closing these deals or hitting my quota? Let's address that first. And then we talk through, um, through the coaching specific things that they can put into action, um, different types of mindset coaching as well that support the energy work we're doing. I love this. I, I'm such a believer that it takes the inner work to create the outer success. Couldn't and agree more. Everything that's stopping you is inside you. I always like look in the mirror, look in the mirror. When things aren't going right, I'm like, okay, what's not right with my energy? Yep. What am I not holding space for? Because I know it's me. <laughs> so totally. What totally. can I change? Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it, that was really, really hard to, uh, to kind of shift that focus and go, okay, it's me. So, mm -hmm. so what is it when things aren't working? That's Instead pretty amazing. That, like, yeah. Victim mentality. Blaming it. Yeah. Like, how can I change my mindset? What yeah. am I putting out there to attract all of this right yeah. now? Or if it's anyone else's fault, oh, they just don't buy or, you know, I can't hit quotas because, you know, you know, Mercury's in retrograde or whatever. <laughs> I do coaching on that too. Yeah. She, she yeah. Be a beast. Yeah. <laughs> Good. It, um, actually, I was just in a meeting where I was saying something that wasn't going right. And I was like, I know it's me. I know it's me. And people were going, but Mercury's in retrograde. And I'm like, okay, I get that. 
<laughs> I was like, but I think it's a little more than that. Yes. <laughs> but I totally get that piece of it. Right. Um, yes. So do you do mostly one-on-one -on -one work? Um, I do one-on-one -on -one and groups. Okay. So I'll have organ I'll have sales leaders bring me in to support the whole sales team to do group energy work, to do workshops. Ooh, okay. Um, and I also do a lot of one-on-one -on -one work with typically corporate professionals or working professionals who are very purpose-driven, um, who are interested in leveraging alternative healing to get wherever they're going. Awesome. Awesome. And um, you told us a little bit about the story. So how, with a full-time job, do you grow this other piece? Like, when are you working in it? Yeah, I, good question. Especially with a toddler. Didn't you say you had a toddler at home? I have a toddler too. <laughs> yep. Um, I've just, I've got, I think I can thank my swimming career for this. I swam all the way through college and, and just really had to get good at time management. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so a lot of it just comes down to time management, priorities, um, being able to chunk out specific times, whether it's early morning or um, over the weekend. Like I just certified a group of people in, in Reiki and it was over the weekend. And I'm not doing that every weekend. You know, that way I can right. spend time with my family and, and manage it all. But um, being able to just manage my time, um, it also helps that all of the work that I'm doing mm -hmm. is so energizing to me, both in the corporate world and in my personal business. So it's not like I'm coming home or going to the weekends, like drained from my day job. I'm energized by it. I'm, I'm happy and I'm doing well. And then that feeds into um, the work I do at Soulfully. And a lot of the work that I do at Soulfully is also um, welcomed in my corporate role. So I lead, I lead company-wide meditations and teach people about energy, even in my corporate job. Um, so it's, I could just show up as me everywhere that I am. Yeah. I, and, th and that's the most important. It sounds like you've dovetailed those lives. And I think that's the most important when you show up with passion and loving it, yeah. that's the, that's the, that's the thing. So if I ever feel drained or it's not enough, or instead of pushing to do more, I've learned that actually I have to do less. That's I have to stop. So right from my yeah. experience, it's forcing your way through could not be more exhausting and really just leads to disappointment and burnout. Those are the moments where I'm taking a step back and doing the inner work and reflection. I'm, I'm changing what's going on in my energy so that I can have a different experience versus continuing to push harder in those moments, which is kind of a, just a human reaction is to work harder, push harder force your way through. Um, and I've done it. And, and that's why I know it does. That's not the, that's not the way yes. to do it. Uh, the achiever, the achiever in me has done that probably too many times. Um, yeah. Yeah. I agree that that's, that's, I'm guilty of that as well. I, I catch myself now. I, I always say I'm a recovering perfectionist, you know, or a control <laughs> addict. Yeah. You know, I used to try to control every single aspect and now I'm so much freer just seeing what happens. I'm always like, let's see what happens with that. Let's see what can happen there or what opportunities will present itself today and just not trying to control it or whoever shows up is supposed to show up and something mm -hmm. awesome is going to come out of that and I just allow that. it to be surrendering. Yeah. So important. Yeah. That's I'm probably like a recovering workaholic. So I, I would just work my way through, work harder, work longer hours. Um, and, and every time it led to burnout and disappointment. Yep. 
Yeah. And you're exhausted and you're not enjoying it. And that's when the passion is gone. And when the passion leaves, you're done. Like it's really hard to come back from no passion, (laughs) not loving your work and taking something you love and working in it all the time is a, is a hard balance because what you love leaves. Yeah. If you don't do it correctly, I should say, it doesn't always leave everybody. I even infuse it in like with my toddler, when we do deep breathe, he's two. Well, I've taught him how to do deep breathing. So if he's getting worked up or he's throwing a toddler tantrum, he, he uses his little hands. So take a deep breath and like, and his little hands will come up and then he'll, his hands go down. Oh, but, wow. Um, taught him how to use my singing bowls. He'll come into my office and want to use the chimes and the singing bowls. And he's like, learned to, oh, that's he incredible. to go outside barefoot now. Um, so it's just as many ways that I can infuse it into my life and practice it. I find that it's not only more fun for me, um, but more effective. Yeah. Yeah. I think that this, the, the newer generations, I think anyone, any child born after 2000 or 2000 and above is like almost a different species that they they just come from a different space. I think it's actually beautiful. I think they're all higher souls too. Yeah. Um, so I, my kids are older. They were born in the 2000s, but the very, very early with my oldest being 2000. And I can see a distinct difference in how they think and feel about the world. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting to hear about the the youngins, the, the toddlers that are still going because they have parents that think and feel differently. Yep. You know, they've, they've started that evolution of, you know, th- there's this new way of doing things. And it's good. I always tell my kids, I can't wait till you guys are in leadership. Like, I can't wait. I just hope That'll I live long so enough fun. to see how this world changes Yeah. when, when yeah. you know these things, because our, our community that I run used to be like 45 and up. Right. And the people that are at that second point of their life, they had that aha moment. And most were really in there around 50. Right. I had it about 48 and kind of pivoted my life to do something else. But now we're seeing it in like late 20s, early 30s are going, I'm just not doing it. Mm -hmm. Like I'm going in this whole other direction. It's like, wow, that is incredible. But that's the global entrepreneurship. And that's people um, like yourself seeing early on how that inner work creates that outer success, how being in tune with yourself and your body and your vibration and staying in the right energy changes everything. And I think it's so beautiful. It's so fun to play with too. I mean, that's how I found this, right. It's just like playing with it and, and trying to do these things for myself and realizing, wow, when I do this, I can bring in a million dollars. And then that was like early twenties. And it was like, can I bring in two? Can I bring in four? Can I bring in five? Like what can can I manifest a dream home? Can I do this for my health? Can like, and it is used in every single aspect of your life. And just knowing you can move through life with more grace and ease and joy is such a huge blessing when you learn that and learn how to do it. Um, it's been, it's changed my life and it's changed a lot of others that I've worked with. Incredible. So Megan, I want to switch over to the book and talk about that a little bit. Um, 
tell me, uh, this was your first time writing a chapter or a book and being an, an author in this capacity. What was the experience like for you? Because I know when I wrote my first, it was it was exciting. It was scary. It was fearful. It was exciting. And then there was, holy crap, my story's out there. You know? <laughs> when, when, yeah. when you're in launch mode, you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> you know? what, was, what was it like for you? I, okay, so a few things. I've always enjoyed writing and expressing myself through writing, but I've never like formally, as you, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. written for a book, and, but I've always wanted to. Um, so my first reaction, like my intuition kicked in and was like, this just feels like an awesome opportunity to dip my toes into the water experience, learn without having to do it all on my own in the beginning. Yeah. Um, then as we got closer to starting to work through it, I started to have that like imposter syndrome. I almost wanted to bail out. Like, should I not be doing this? Um, decided to push through and, and write the actual chapter it was one of the most cathartic healing experiences. And, and I've done a lot of healing work yeah. <laughs> um, that I've ever experienced. I did not anticipate the level of reflection and healing that would come from this experience. I, I remember yeah. writing the whole first page, reading it out loud to like my husband, my mom and sobbing my way through it like literally sobbing as I'm reading what I wrote. Um, wow. it, it did happen to come at a time where I had like just lost a family member and like weaved yeah. some of that into the yeah. story. Um, but it was just so, so powerful for me. And it also was so amazing to go back and like actually spend time in my story. Why am I the way I am? Where did it start? How did it start? How did it evolve at each stage? Cause I think we just, I don't know, we just get there and, and keep going. And I don't know that we actually spend a ton of time reflecting and going back into the, the key moments that made us who we are. And I felt like that was a really powerful component of this. Um, and then loved the second component as well of just now here's my story and where, you know, everything I've experienced, but the strategy I love, I love teaching people and coaching people. And so just kind of got into flow um, and just shared what I've been doing with, with my clients for years. Fantastic. So um, I know this was your first time. What made you decide this book now? Like what was the, the clincher that said, okay, I'm doing it. Um, gosh, I just, I'm so drawn by intuition now. Like I've, mm -hmm. I've, as I mentioned, always been intuitive, didn't always listen to it, but over the last probably five years or so, I've really cultivated this ability to recognize when my intuition is speaking to me and act on it. It was such a strong feeling. Um, there wasn't like a, a specific event that happened that, that made me say this, it was just a feeling, a pull yeah. in my body and in my soul that said, this, this is the opportunity um, and then my logical mind backed it up and said, yes, this is a safe way to start. It's only a chapter. The investment is only a chapter. The responsibility is only a chapter. Um, and so it felt like a really good way to ease my way in. And then it was a topic that I'm deeply passionate about. So there was alignment there. 
Oh, beautiful. Uh, Megan, remind us, what is the name of your chapter? Manifestation Blueprint, um, which kind of evolved over time. But now yeah. I, I know best practices and tips that'll help you manifest pretty much anything that you want in life. So Manifestation Blueprint, uh, really bringing your vision to reality. I love that. And, and I so enjoy that you are a part of our uh, collaborative book series and you're being in our podcast. How can people learn more about your work at Soulfully? They can go to, uh, they can email me at info at soulfullyllc.com. Um, they can also just go to my website, soulfullyllc.com and they can check me out on LinkedIn, just Megan Reed, R-E-A-D. Awesome. Well, Megan, I want to thank you again for being a part of the book, being a part of this podcast. And I'm so excited to for the book to come out, which will be in July of 2023. For all of our listeners, you can go to Amazon to find it. You can literally just search Soul Professional and it should come up. Um, you can search Megan's name. You can search my name. We are uh, one of we are each in there's 22 authors. <laughs> two of 22 authors that are in this book. So it'll absolutely come up. Megan, thank you again for being a part of our podcast today. Thank you so much. And thank you to our listeners for joining us today. For more information about the Soul Professional Movement, you can go to soulprofessional.com. This podcast is sponsored by the Natural Life Business Partnership, a global professional organization and business incubator for the soul-aligned entrepreneur. If you live in a higher vibration, have an alternative approach to business, and want to help repair the world, join us at our next meet and greet, and you can find a date at soulprofessional.com. Thanks, everyone. See you soon.